0: What's up everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of the just an Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Uh, as always, my name is Tim Bertbeck, I am your host of this show. Uh, just wanted to start by saying a massive thank you to everyone who checked out the uh, Art Tangent review episode last week. Um, it seems out of all of the solo episodes that I've done regarding sort of festival reviews, this one seems to have connected with a lot more people. Uh, got quite a bit more feedback than than usual, which is always great. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone who who gave it a listen, checked it out, um, and continually supports this show. It really really means a lot to me. Um, been a bit of a quiet week here uh, at Justin Insight HQ. The day job's kind of taken taken over since I got back from ATG. Um, so, haven't really done a whole lot this week. Um, but just wanted to give a shout out to some other people who have kind of been doing some ATG related content because uh, yeah I just want to give a shout out to a few few pals basically. Um, first and foremost though, I'm going to go do a bit of self-promotion so um, there will be, well there is full written uh, coverage and photos of the festival up on alreadyheard.com Um also a few fellow podcasters uh, kind of given their voices over the festival, so uh, go check out the Bitch and Brew podcast. Uh, good friends of the show, Danny and Brad, will be doing the Bitch and Review of ATG. Um, new friends of the show uh, who I actually met ATG, but was an internet friend before that. Um, Adam Valley uh, audience, please uh, has wonder wonderful friends of mine, uh, Jamila from uh, Ithaca, and. Joe Narn of internet fame, (laughs) sorry Joe, Uh, on his podcast audience, please. So go check that out. Um, The Riot Act, not only did they host a a live session at the festival, they've done a review episode. So that one's a bit of a a long, long one. So if you like your long podcasts, go check that one out. Um, And my boys from my hometown, they're they're the heaviest, heaviest podcast. I'm sorry, heaviest podcast. That is tripped over my words a little bit there. Uh, also did a day atg one but um yeah i'm gonna leave it at that because sunny wasn't there on the last day but i'm sure if you go listen to that he'll explain why but anyway go check out those guys um we've all got differing views on the festival so it's always cool to to hear what other people have got to say about it um one last note about atg this week's episode is the first of three uh, shorter episodes which were recorded during the festival um, so after three weeks time we'll, we'll be back to the regular in depth one to one interviews um, but we are now over festival season I was going to try and get to burn it down but scheduling's kind of not allowed it so yeah this this is festival season over for, for us this year but that being said already planning ahead for next year and how we can make things bigger and better for the show um anyway i'm going to stop babbling let's get into our guests uh and this week i'm joined by cameron maynard who plays guitar for the contortionist uh the contortionist were definitely one of my highlights of atg so it was a pleasure to to sit down and talk to cameron before they they went on stage and we discussed how the band are able to kind of contort without sort of the pun being stupid their sounds uh, to kind of fit and mold different festivals and different places where they play um how the group kind of came together and how sort of their emotionally raw kind of nature sort of lends itself to a festival like atg but can also help them expand their sound into something different so yeah and so yeah please sit back enjoy my chat with uh, cameron and i'll see you on the other side Sat in the backstage area of Art Tangent with contortionist guitarist Cameron Maynard. Cameron, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day ahead of your, your set today. Um Matt gave you a very brief introduction to myself, but my podcast is called Justin Insight. Um I like to take my guests kind of back to their roots, so to say, and sort of puzzle through to, to where we are now, see what you're doing with the contortionist. So obviously press I'll have to kind of condense that down. But um how start things is how did you kind of get into alternative music? What was your kind of first exposure of it? So
1: um, the twins and I yeah. um, back, in, I guess we were so- uh, sophomore year of high school, um, two thousand and seven. Yeah. Uh, just started playing music together, and we were really we enjoyed the 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 energy that. That comes with just playing heavy music yeah, and, and yeah. just trying to be the the, the odd sheep and be okay. do something that was fresh and weird to us. Yeah, we'd yeah. never, you know, we'd never seen that, and the fact that it would it work so well with just the the camaraderie and just the you know playing music that you build a, an army of friends yeah, around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like that was kind of a, a really cool thing that we just kept. Kept doing, and we loved. <laughs> yeah. We just loved being able to come and have a, a, a reason, have a mechanism that would just bring our friends together. Yeah, for people that we, you know, had just met too, and yeah, just, yeah, it's just yeah. really cool to. So, for
0: for personally, like, what kind of like drew you to sort of like the heavier sort of side of music? What kind of like bands were you listening to when you were younger?
1: So, I'm gonna plug a band called Ion Dissonance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, when I had first listened to that band, I would I was really really. I just enjoyed that, that guitar sound. Yeah, yeah. It was very something I'd never heard before. Um, and just again, yeah, it just had that edge that yeah. you know I was looking for. And so that would be the band that I would plug yeah. for myself what made me kinda wanna start writing guitar. I was gonna say, that was that fashion. kind
0: of like were you already sort of interested in guitar or was that kind of like a, yeah, yeah. Of thing that pushed over the edge so to say? Exactly, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So then in terms of where you are said like wanting to kind of do something that was a bit heavy a bit different sort of thing like how did the collective that is now that we know it's, sort of, it's come together how did you meet come together,
1: come yeah um a, uh, in high school that we basically in noblesville indiana small yeah. little farm town um we met at, in high school and and then eventually just from playing with other band local bands around indiana we met jonathan carpenter who yeah. was our singer and keyboard player and uh through that we met uh, Jordan, our, our bass player now, and Mike. Um, just from playing, and Last Chance to Reason was his band, and, right. and Scale the Summit was Jordan's band, and just from playing together on you know these little early circuits of yeah. booking our own shows yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. things together and really going on tour for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that kind of rooted that. So whenever you know we come to a, a, a hard part in the road where we have to you know. A member has to you know jonathan had a kid yeah. and wanted to go and dedicate his time to that which yeah. we all you know supported and appreciated and we just knew that mike was he's just like well let's call mike yeah, and yeah. and it just kind of happened naturally and i don't think it could have happened any other way and so that just yeah where we find ourselves in that moment yeah. is literally what is the only reason that the contortionist has become what it is yeah, it, yeah. it really was no vision yeah. Of that sort. It just kind of yeah. Just molded in its, yeah, its own yeah. natural path. From what has to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, left, right. Yes, no, yes, yeah. no, yes, no, yeah.
0: And you said it kind of all kind of being part of that same sort of scene sort of growing up. So was there quite a, a good alternative scene in, in Indiana or was it something that you had to forge and kind of make? Yeah,
1: I think thing? there there was definitely a, a slightly different, you know, classified yeah, ju- yeah. you know uh there's a ah, there's a big know. uh Interestingly enough, in Indianapolis, there's a good, uh, I guess, new metal or like okay. like a, even like an ICP, right, like yeah, Insane yeah, Clown yeah. Posse, like that area of the Midwest. I guess yeah. it's just kind of it has that where is that's kind of interesting. Yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, just playing with other bands and trying to stick out like a sore thumb. That's really what <laughs> yeah. we were, what we were trying to yeah. do.
0: So. Well, that kind of leaves me on nicely because like. Obviously, playing a festival like Art Tangent, every band here kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in their own sort of well, but weirdly comes together for this festival, I But in the early sort of days of the consortium, was it hard finding sort of like a path where you fit or did you purposely want to be that band on a bill that wasn't necessarily the right fit? Sure.
1: We never really had the vision. We never really answered that question to ourselves. (laughs) But when we're in the set, you know, when we're in the like we just played Brutal Assault Festival in Czech, and it's like, well, we we definitely can pick and choose our battles wisely with that. And so we'll play some of our material that you know is. We've got such a well-rounded set of songs Mm. that I feel like we can mold our set and and, you know get away with things. And but at the same time, we do enjoy being ourselves and I think that's always the thing that translates the most is yeah. you know just being just being yourself and yeah. in a weird in an unnatural place you know.
0: and in terms of like you say you've got quite a rounded and eclectic sort of catalogue of music that you can kind of pull from and isn't it, in that sense is it kind of so I've read somewhere that you guys are very sort of experimental when you kind of get together in sort of practice spaces and things like that so is it just a case of like Playing around with things, seeing what fits, and then kind of molding a song around that. How does that kind of process work?
1: Yeah, we um, we generally when we go to write, um, you know, m- more music, we'll all get together because we all live all over the country now. Right, We're all okay. all over, you know, Maine, Portland, Oregon, uh, Houston. Now it's Denver, oh, God, Indiana. So, it is really so yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, but, yeah, we, we make an appointment of it. We yeah. go, all right, we're going to go somewhere generally. We go, we've go. we done something new every time, but yeah. um, go to a cabin in, in the middle of winter in Maine and kind of a, a place where you're going to have less distractions, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And a place where we can get real close. Yeah. And just, yeah, and generally we'll just get a good chunk of just c- composing. <laughs> and then after the fact we can sit back and look at, you know, the treatment for the songs yeah. you go okay well this song is obviously the dance one or this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the treatments becomes apparent and then we just try to keep working at yeah. that and,
0: and do you think that like as you say kind of having that maybe the idea of kind of everyone sort of is dotted all over but then sort of the band being the focal point where everyone kind of comes together and sort of dedicates that time to sort of writing or maybe sort of organising a tour or something else kind of thing that that's kind of helps the, the sort progression of and evolution of the band because from sort of Clairvoyance obviously the new EP that's out now obviously there's still an underlying contortionist sound to it but there's a progression which obviously so do you think that that's kind of something that's helped that because everyone's kind of gone away lived their lives for a little bit but then you've almost condensing all that time together in a short space of time
1: yeah I think it's we, we definitely are at this point where we've we've shown our our ass and we've and we've done we've we've taken the uh, the gamble yeah. if you will and I feel like now it's it's apparent from our fans that they they expect they expect that now yeah. where we can go and do whatever we want to do and, and they'll they expect it yeah, you know, yeah they it's almost like you know it's not that they they'll enjoy it obviously they'll enjoy it but it's <laughs> they expect it now yeah, yeah which is empowering for us
0: so. and for me personally, and I think maybe a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, but Clairvoy was kind of the record that drew a lot of eyes to you, sort of thing. Sure. So, was there kind of a moment for, for yourselves in the band that when that record was released, you were like, oh, people are starting to kind of pay attention to us, so maybe we do something a little bit differently, or has, has the plan never changed?
1: It's, we, that's definitely been processes in yeah, our heads, yeah. but uh, not strong enough to, to be to be intimidated by it yeah
0: and then in terms of that record like was there kind of anything that, that you were kind of particularly putting from because i don't know like for me personally like as i say there's a lot of kind of experimentation and almost kind of space to breathe within the song sure. sort of thing so what was kind of going through the band at that time frame like when you were sort of putting that all together
1: it's uh, a good question i uh, we're. I think the beauty of the situation of the contortionist is mm. that we are all so taking up completely opposite corners of this spectrum. Yeah. So we all have our own tight influences and that differ drastically from one another.
0: Yeah. Can you um, give
1: examples? Well, like Robbie and I really love Pat Metheny, you yeah. know, and 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 Brian Eno is one of my favorite. People, favorite composers, just yeah. for sounds, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just stuff that you wouldn't expect coming out of uh, people who write metal. Yeah. yeah. And Mike is a huge James Taylor fan. Okay. And, and just uh, all these things that kind of make it special. Because yeah. like when I go and compose music on my own, it uh, it always ends up kind of being what I can expect with my capacity. But when we get together, the six of us. Hmm. It's a, you know, it's, 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 we have to struggle through to get to make it work, but it becomes the most special thing, the most special songs that we can never, I could have never written on my own. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really cool that we all have that.
0: And when the six of you you kind of get in the room, like as you say, obviously, this kind of maybe ideas ping in left, right, and center sort of thing. So is it quite hard to self edit, or is it just like when sort of somebody comes up with an idea that things build?
1: Yeah, usually it's uh, the, st- the strong ideas are are, are uh, I like to use the word. Uh, the strong ideas are you don't even need to t- you don't even need to register that you're going to go yeah. and embark on that yeah, crusade yeah. because it, it's almost an underlying thing. It's like okay, yeah, that's that's got face value, and then we we'll all already know that, and we'll be like yeah, okay, yeah. so let's let's start working with that. Yeah. And, yeah, we're all good with criticism and, we, you know, we're all good with letting something change and morph into something entirely else, you Yeah, know, which is really cool because that's there's been plenty of compositions of mine that are kind of guitar-based, obviously, yeah. and then, you know, there's this chord voicing that I threw to Eric and he puts it on the keyboard arpeggiator and it becomes this melody, yeah, melody yeah, writing, yeah. and then it's like, oh, okay, wow, I was not, that melody was not in my head, but now <laughs> yeah. it is, and that's great, and yeah. so let's roll with it, and uh, yeah, it's being able to let things change and, and...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, obviously, sort of doing Brutal Soul. You'll hear at Art Tangent that are kind of very metal, sort of, leaning festivals. Sure. But your sound isn't necessarily sort of a traditional metal sound. And obviously, like, the style of vocals that is on it is gives kind of an extra sort of raw and sort of emotive layer to it sort of thing. So have you found that, like... Maybe look take take the soul as, as an example that because you're a little bit left field for like maybe a normal fans' taste of the South festival that you have to work a bit harder to win them over and then maybe are sort of coming around to your ways of seeing things. Sure, kind of thing. yeah,
1: it is hard. Uh, it's 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 hard to 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 go and be wacky and yeah. and and. In a, in a room where people don't want to be wacky. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's still always been a healthy thing for the band is just trying to grow. And like I said, because now we're at a point where we have already won people over in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And they, and, and my favorite part about it is there are people who love metal yeah. and, and maybe haven't delved into other styles of music. Yeah. And then... There they go. I see them at the show the next time, and they're they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. enjoying. They, they're being morphed. <laughs> yeah. By that crossing of, of, yeah, yeah. of worlds, and it's really cool. Um, and it's working.
0: <laughs> obviously, recently you had the uh, R-Bones EP out. I see. Sure. Is it two weeks since it's released now? I, can't I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, what's kind of the immediate ra- reaction been from, from your perspective?
1: Uh, I since we've been on tour in Europe, it's been hard enough just living a, a life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I tend to not. I'm really I need to work on my social media stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't really like to go through delving in through comments and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But it seems like you know people are enjoying it, and if they are not, they're uh, at least we've got their attention. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And in terms of the the EP, like. Was there a reason that you wanted to choose to do an EP again rather than another full length, or was it just a case that those were sort the of songs that you had at the time and you felt the the need to sort of get them out as well? We
1: we wanted to just we wanted to use this as a transitionary right. thing as well, so so that way when we go to write our next album here and you know very you know soon uh, we've already we've already had an acclamation for, yeah. for the fans yeah because we are trying to write different songs okay. we're trying to write songs for everybody yeah and not just uh, not just write songs for what we think is is the sound or mm. what we think is gonna you know make be a make our career better in the long yeah. run obviously we, we think about these things but I think what's more important is just showing your ass and, and realizing that you you need to write songs for everybody on this planet not yes. just the people that are here
0: yeah yeah and without this... a whole nother world <laughs> of people <laughs> and without this sounding completely cheesy do you find it easy to contort your sounds to kind of as you say make it for, for a wider audience is that something that you're working on as a band
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah. that's yeah it's it, the, the band name was kind of like uh, I'm sure, it, without being you know saying it, it's yeah, been yeah. it's been
0: like a subconscious kind of subconsciously thing. Yeah. there, yeah. And oh, cool. um, before we wrap things up, I've got to ask the Smashing Pumpkins cover. Yeah. Um, any particular reason that song, and any particular reason Smashing Pumpkins?
1: Um, they, it happened. We, we've been like fighting over what co- you know covers to play for yeah. a long time, and that was one that we just, like I said before, it was the one that it subconsciously under the current was like okay yeah, yeah everyone yeah. everyone is gonna vote yes yeah on that one yeah so and maybe it's the just the in that moment but that's why that's when you make decisions yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I've gotta say you do you do justice in keeping it close to the original but obviously having your own spin on it as well sure. so I give, I give kudos to that awesome. yeah it was fun, it was fun. Um, how I like to round things off Cameron is um, I like to ask my guests what their favorite song is, but with a bit of a twist. So, what's your favorite contortionist song that you like to play live and why? Um, Lately,
1: it's been uh, Early Grave, just because it's a new song. Yeah. And uh, I've been really, for the first time, seeing how impactful a song that we write can be. Um, In the sense that people are actually Having real lives and real problems that are directly, you know, correlated to that, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, giving them a, a venue to come and do whatever they need to do to express themselves. If they need to cry on somebody's shoulder, we're here for that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's we're, we're providing that. <laughs> yeah. That's the huge part of our, our of the operation. And what we get satisfaction out of is yeah. seeing that people be comfortable with just being themselves yeah. and not being worried about. Uh, anything else no matter what is happening in their life
0: brilliant thing, really. so there we have it folks again a massive thank you to Cameron for having a little chat with me before uh, the contortion is set um, if you want to keep up to date with everything that the band is doing as always you can visit them on their various social media platforms which will be linked in the description of the episode as always um keeping this outro nice and short this week but we will be back next week for another Art tangent special but until then (coughs) oh my voice went at the end sorry until then thank you very much for stopping by the justin insight podcast and i'll see you soon